When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But from violence that gathers within. They want you to be thought of as a jihadi. We're going to talk about that this morning. Hey, it's uh, Monday. It's back to it after a long weekend. Well, not in number of days, but in emotions. And it's the 13th of September. Trey Ware here, KTSA. Don right there. Don Morgan. We'll talk about him in a little bit. There's Chris. Hi, Chris. And over here's, <laughs> over here's Elaine. And the phones are on at 210-599-5555. I want to dive right into it this morning because i got a big stack. So here we go. The picture of Biden at Shanksville for 9-11, surrounded by the kids. All the kids wearing Trump America stuff. <laughs> MAGA hats, Trump hats, Trump 2024 t-shirts. He's got his hand around the waist of about a 10-year-old girl. She's about 10 or 11. Pulling her close. Um, removing his mask later to yell at somebody during a solemn moment at Manhattan. There's Clinton, the other Clinton, Obama, the other Obama, and there he is. They've all got masks on. It's a solemn moment for 9-11. They're all standing there, you know, very quietly and solemnly. And his mask, he's pulled it down and he's yelling. During a quiet, solemn moment at 9-11. This is what people with dementia do, by the way. So uh, he is there uh, screaming at somebody in the middle of this kind of thing. And uh, while it was nice and quiet there, I thought at first that had to be Photoshopped. That couldn't be real. New York Post has confirmed it. All right, so here we go, folks. This needs to be the biggest story of the week Uh, so far. The story is being blackballed by mainstream media with the exception of the new york times who has done the reporting and the investigation into this story but the possibility that the biden administration committed a war crime this should be on everybody's lips everybody's channel cnn msnbc they're not carrying it abc cbs they're not carrying it but it should be on every single channel because if it is true that a war crime was committed by people inside of our government, obviously they need to be removed and charged. What I'm talking about here, an explosive new investigation from the New York Times revealing that the man targeted by the U.S. military in that drone strike last month that I called Wag the Dog, remember when the 13 were killed and Joe Biden said, I'm going to get you, and he killed some people? And never even told us who he killed, right? We're not going to give you the names. Well, how do we know that they were jihadists? You have to trust us. How do we know that they were with ISIS? We got, you, have to, you have to just trust us. We're not going to tell you who they were. Sorry, I don't trust you as far as I can see you. And then a day later, remember when they blew up the car and said the guy was going to fire rockets at airplanes. That's why we blew up the car. Well, according to the New York Times, no, he was not firing rockets at anybody. He was actually an aid worker who worked for a U.S. organization and had applied for refugee resettlement in the United States. According to the Times report, they did an exhaustive review of relevant video footage from that day as well as interviews with numerous individuals on the ground in Afghanistan. And now it's raising serious doubts about the Biden administration's version of the events, including whether the explosives were, were present in the vehicle whether the driver had a connection to ISIS, and whether there was a second explosion after the missile struck the car. Times reporting identified the driver as Zamari Ahmadi, a longtime worker for a U.S. aid group. And the evidence, including extensive interviews with family members and co-workers and witnesses who were there, he was transporting colleagues to and from work. Our military... They have seen Mr. Ahmadi and a colleague loading canisters of water, water, into his trunk that he was taking home to his family. 
And while the U.S. military said the drone strike might have killed three civilians, the New York Times has found out, no, it's more like ten or more, including seven children in a dense residential block. Amadi, 43, worked for Nutrition and Education International, U.S.-based organization. The Times reviewed the footage of Amadi's movements throughout the day as he arrived at different locations, and Amadi uh, arrived at a Taliban police station where he and other aid workers requested permission to give food to refugees. He later filled up large jugs of water with the help of a guard to take back to his family because water deliveries to his home had stopped after the Taliban took over the country following this disastrous mess created by Joe Biden. According to the report, his relatives said as Mr. Ahmadi pulled into the courtyard, several of his children and his brothers came out excited to see him and sat in the car as he backed it inside. That's when we struck it, killing him and the children. Since the airstrike, the U.S. military officials justified their actions by citing an even larger blast that took place afterwards. But further examination of the scene of the strike found zero evidence of a second more powerful explosion. No destroyed vegetation, no walls were blown out, no secondary explosion. At a Pentagon press conference August 30th, Major General William Taylor telling reporters the vehicle was known to be an imminent ISIS-K threat. He also said there had been secondary explosions that indicated the presence of a substantial amount of explosive material. When a reporter asked questions about whether the military had a high degree of confidence that the explosion was caused by explosives, Taylor insisted there had been explosions of material that was going to be used in a high-profile attack. Well, now we're finding out that's just not so. The ex-Obama CIA head, Michael Morrell, is now calling for an investigation into this drone strike to see if it did indeed kill innocent civilians there. Did our military kill innocent civilians at the order of Joe Biden, thereby committing a crime, a war crime? And Morrell saying that the Biden administration owes the American public the truth about what happened. Well, let me circle back here just before the break and tell you that because the media is not pushing this and because the media refuses to try to hold Joe Biden and his um, his people accountable, don't, don't, don't you dare sit there and think that you're actually going to get an honest investigation into this. Don't think that you will. Um, I'm happy to see that a news organization is doing what news organizations are supposed to do, and that's do their or their investigation into it. But the rest have just swept it under the rug. The rest have dutifully switched their attention to uh, ma- you know, uh, vaccine mandates, and they're talking about that. And they're off of Afghanistan. The fact that Americans are still trapped in Afghanistan, American aides are trapped in Afghanistan, languishing away in the hands of the Taliban. The Taliban is now beheading people and placing their heads on their chests. I will tell you that story. You know, that reform Taliban that we're working with, the non-terrorist Taliban that Joe Biden is friends with. They're now beheading people and placing their heads on their chests, shooting them to make it look like they were shot. We'll tell you about that. But the bottom line is here, because the media is not going to press this, you're not going to hear Chris Wallace ask about this. You're not going to hear Chuck ask about it. They're not going to bring this up. So there will not be an investigation into whether or not a war crime was committed because wouldn't it be something if the leadership from this administration ended up in prison for a war crime? Uh, yes, it would be. At the very least, I've said over and over again, these guys have got to go. Why General Milley is still there, why Lloyd Austin is still there, is one of the biggest mysteries there have ever been because of the, the, the bungling so terribly of Afghanistan and what happened there and the 13 lives that were lost, those guys should have quit immediately, should have resigned immediately if they had any honor, which obviously they do not. So 
I don't hold my breath thinking that there's going to be an investigation into possible war crimes committed by the United States by killing of an innocent civilian aid worker who is merely carrying water back to his family. But we'll see. Meanwhile, the vaccine mandates are still in the news. And what's going on at this New York hospital? Why are they putting baby deliveries on hold? We'll talk about that some more. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. If you go to the pediatric hospitals throughout the country, particularly in the South, you will see that the pediatric hospitals, their beds are crowded with children. Yeah, we're going to talk about baby deliveries in New York and why, just why, they're putting baby deliveries on hold in New York. Another uh, part of this mandate thing we want to talk about, too, coming right up, 210 But first, Don, Don really is the real deal, y'all. I never doubted it, never had, never had a question about it in my head. Not only is he the finest voice in here, but he is also a great teammate every single morning. Uh, great news guy. You know all that stuff about him already. But he's a, a very kind gentleman because he said he was he he said what he was going to do, and then he did what he said. He showed up and supported our girls over at Clemens on Saturday to get his truck washed. And I thank you for that. And I wanted to thank you publicly for doing oh, that. Oh, my pleasure. It was nice to see you and Nancy and and your granddaughters. You know, and my truck looks great. Does it look good? They yeah. do good? It looks so good, my wife decided she wanted to drive it for the next couple of days. <laughs> so you're walking. Yeah, so I've got, the, I've, got the, you know, I've got her car. Oh, man. Yeah. And she was there, and, too. And her car is filthy. It's great course, to see so. Georgia. And I, I yeah. was going to break into song. I was going to sing Georgia. But the door, the window was open, and all the girls were washing, and the soapy water was going inside and landing on your head. <laughs> yeah, I know. So you got washed, too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> good. good. <laughs> so, um... You never really know. When you go to an event these days, you never really know, do you hug? Do you get up close? Mm-hmm. Do you socially distance? You know, you just never really know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So, it can be so, awkward at times. It, it, it is a tad awkward. So yeah. people have come up with this way of, of doing this. And I'm curious if anybody wants to sound off on this at 210-599-5555. This couple that was having a wedding. You're invited to the wedding, but uh, tell us your vaccination status. We want to know before you come to our wedding. Right. Are you vaxxed or not? And then when you show up, they have three baskets and three signs with three different color wristbands at the door of the wedding where you're walking in. Red is saying, hi, I'm keeping my distance. Yellow says, I'm okay with talking but not touching. <laughs> and i gotta get me one of those what's right the there. wristband for the other way around it's, a... <laughs> it's full-on green baby yeah, right get the green light yeah. okay with hugs and high fives and that's the green one that's the green yeah, right. green wristband okay uh and, and i don't it doesn't show the wristband for let's go all the way i don't see yeah. that one at all, all right. we'll come up with a different color i guess that's no wristband at all that's right yeah. <laughs> that's that's just flesh color that's free and easy <laughs> well See, that's that's the problem of, you know, 2021 mm-hmm. and and headed right. into 2022. Apparently, it's mm-hmm. going to be around as a as a continuing issue. Uh trying to figure out how you live and what you do. Right. I I I can see where they're coming from with the whole wristband thing. They, you know, obviously wanted to do the right thing by everybody and yeah. make sure that everybody enjoyed themselves. So Right. You know, I get it. I don't like it, you know, but that's some of the things we have to do at this at this point in time. So, you know, good for them. For How do you handle it when you go somewhere, I, uh, when you're around people? I, you know, it doesn't really bother me. Okay. Um, you know, I'm vaccinated. Um, I had COVID, so, you know, <laughs> got that as well. COVID so. and vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, both, so. Right. But, yeah, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I preached. Uh, uh, now, it depends on who it is, though. If I don't want them near me, I'm like, hey, hey, you know. <laughs> hey, over there, Roger, red. Yeah, uh, I preached a, a 9/11 <laughs> sermon on Saturday morning at a 9/11 remembrance event. Right, and there were people around. They wanted to say hi, but I'm telling you, nobody got close to anybody. It was right. uh, probably a picnic table length away. We were saying, hi, how you doing? Hi, you know, 
it wasn't like people were coming right up in your face, huggy face, kissy body, or any of that kind of stuff. None of that was, no, kissy face, huggy body. I'm sorry. I, right. around. Yeah, I was like, how did I miss this? <laughs> it wasn't that kind of party. Oh, okay. That was later. Right. Hey, but, uh, <laughs> thanks for the invite. Yeah, you're, well, yeah. next time. Uh, but, you know, you're trying to figure out what people are comfortable with and, mm. and all those right. kinds of things. And I've just, for now, I've just made it a general rule. You'll have to approach me, please. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to be the one. I, I used to be the one that would approach and, ah, sure. come here, kiddo, and all that. But now you just have to approach me. and Yeah, you know, it's it's something that I've taken you know it, taken into uh, consideration in the last couple of years is when you're at the store and, uh, you you know, you're going to get an item that you that you want to purchase, but there's somebody else at that same area. Yeah, I'll wait. Oh, you know, me, me too. You know, because before I would just go stand next to them or whatever and, and, you know, get what I needed. But now I'll just stand back and wait. You know, I'm in no hurry to buy a bag full of navel oranges. You know, so but, just, but you know what, Don? Wait. I was always that way. Right. Um, I, I have always been a fan of, keep, you know, stay out of my space and I'll stay out of yours. Right. Uh, you know, always. Sure. So when, when I would stand in line, I was always way behind. I'm, I'm over there by the certs, man. I get nowhere near the conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. Now, some people, you know, they come right up behind you as sure. you're checking out. Right. And I've turned to them before and I've said, do you want to pay my bill since you're standing so close? I mean, do right. you come up here to pay for my food or what? Right. But uh, I've always been the type. I'll stand way back there by the candy and just stay yeah. away from everybody right. so that I'm, I'm giving them space. But I also like to have my own spo- space. I don't like to be – and that was pre-COVID. That was way sure. – you know, that, I've been doing that for 30 years. I just, I'm just not interested in being up in anybody's space. I don't I, like them in mine. I always keep my cart between – Yes, them and me. Yes, you know it's always been that way. Yes. Plus, you know, and it wasn't you know before COVID, it was always like I don't want them to think I'm looking to see what their pin number is on their right. debit card or something. Right. So, right. I just kind of keep my distance well, for that. As I well. got a story from the Wall Street Journal today that we'll talk about a little bit later on, but how they're shutting down restaurants again, and uh, you know these rest and and I've noticed we we were talking about this on Friday because we went to have some fish fish Friday with my mother in law. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we've noticed, I don't know if you guys have, but in, in these restaurants now, the, the tabletops for four, they've shrunk them down. It's almost as if they don't want you inside the restaurant. They make it very, um, very uncomfortable to be in there. They have a tiny little tabletop for four people. You can barely put your drink and your plate on there. That's about all you See, can get on the I table. thought it was just because I was getting larger. <laughs> no, no. That, I need to lose some weight. That doesn't affect the tabletop. The tables are looking smaller. <laughs> no. No, I, I think that they're really discouraging it. But there is a story in the Wall Street Journal today that the biggies, the Chick-fil-A's and the McDonald's and the whatever, a lot of them are shutting down again, just like it was last in year. The dining rooms. Closing right. down the dining room, mm-hmm. and they want you to do the drive through and whatever and 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 that's for a couple of reasons covid's back with the delta variant and lack of staff lack of staff lack I run, of staff run into that a couple of times yep you pull into a place to go inside to grab a bite to eat and then you have to use the drive-through yep. because there's not enough staff i always said even prior to covid but but i think covid brought it on is that a lot of these places that were fast food places a taco bell just as an example mm-hmm. Yeah, all you need is an event like a COVID, and they won't have inside dining anymore. Right. Just, just be pickup mm-hmm. and just right. be delivery. And I think a lot of them are going to end up that way, particularly going through this a second time and having to send their staffs back home now. Mm-hmm. I think they That's will. True. But anyway, we can talk about that a little bit later on. And some more on would you wear red, yellow, green, and a wristband? Do you want people in your space or not, or do you just not care? And we'll also talk a little bit about uh, the, the booster I did some booster investigation over the weekend, and a lot of people are upset, and so am I, with George W. Bush. Now, my upsetness with him began prior to his comments over the weekend, but the former president made some asinine comments over the weekend. I'm going to call him out. We'll do that. By SanAntonio.com. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. It's gotten so bad that the media can't run cover for him anymore, right? The, the media created controversies about Trump, and they ran it as the gospel. I mean, there's still people talking like Russia, Russia, Russia was a real thing. That's uh, Donald Trump Jr. Good morning. It's 537. Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. The Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. 
210-599-5555. In a second, let's talk about boosters, because I've been doing some reading and some studying on boosters, and I want to do that in a second here. But first, George W. Bush. You know, I was blinded by politics when he was in office, and my wife would tell me, you know, he's not what you think he is. And oh, yeah, no, man, the alternative, and all oh, that. No, he's great, and he's in it for America, and all that. And she would just say, uh-uh-uh, he's not what you think he is. And 9-11 happened, right? And we were all scared spitless about everything that was going on and what's the next one and we're going to get attacked again and all that kind of stuff. And they seized on that and they did things like create the Department of Homeland Security, put up the Patriot Act where they monitor the money that comes in and out of your banking account. And by the way, Joe Biden's going to do something about that and I have that story coming up here shortly, but um they they uh they they watch your every move and then if you're going to travel you you know basically strip naked take your shoes off all the stuff that we it has nothing to do you know very small amount of liquid has nothing to do with protecting the flight from blowing up it's all about control right but i was just blinded by politics he was the conservative he not no conservatives one worlder like his daddy was and all that whole rabble that they ran with at james baker group and all those guys I have had my eyes open, and I now understand about the Bushes and their whole thing about, look, I always thought that I had a choice when I was picking, you know, him as the president, but I didn't realize until 2016 I was voting for the same crew. They just had wore different jerseys. One wore a red jersey, the other wore a blue jersey, but they were the same crew, moving us in the same direction until 2016 happened. So um, he speaks at a 9-11 memorial at Shanksville, at Flight 93 memorial, and he says that domestic terrorists – January 6th guys come from the same foul spirit as the guys who flew the planes into the building. Do you have that? Let's do it. The security measures incorporated into our lives are both sources of comfort and reminders of our vulnerability. And we have seen growing evidence that the dangers to our country can come not only across borders, but from violence that gathers within. There is little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. But in their disdain for pluralism, in their disregard for human life, in their determination to defile national symbols, they are children of the same foul spirit, and it is our continuing duty to confront them. Let me uh, point out a couple of things real quick about this, all right? First of all, what this does is it shows all of us that the regime is not just one party. It's the ruling class, and they despise us, and they're not done exploiting us. They want Trump supporters to be treated like jihadists. I hope you're paying attention. On Friday, I talked a lot about how the dictator planted his flag and how Hitlerian the actions and the words of Joe Biden were about these uh, mandates and how now we have a dictatorship planting their flag in the United States. And it was great to see Mark Levin do the same thing in his show over the weekend. He backed up everything I had to say. This is the closest we have ever come to a dictatorship. And the more I hear from Bush, the more I realize, as I said a second ago, there never really was a choice in presidential elections in my lifetime until 2016. One of his many failures was to saddle the U.S. with the Department of Homeland Security and the TSA. Why? Because this is important. It treats American citizens as terrorists. Instead of forcing our enemies to change their way of life, they forced us to change ours, and we became the suspects. This is important for a dictatorship. Swamp creatures like him hate Americans who oppose them more than they hate people who kill Americans. Assailing the very people that he sent to fight and die in disastrous wars. Crafting the narrative that Americans are the new terrorists. 
Democrats praised George W. Bush over the weekend for saying that. They loved what he had to say. Keith Oberman even, oh my God, George W. Bush got it right. Basically, if you are going to control the people, which is exactly the move that they started on Thursday with the mandates was to control the people. Remember when we talked about dictatorship and they were controlling the people? You have to make the people the enemy, <laughs> which is exactly what his words over the weekend did. The enemy is not the Taliban. Remember, the Taliban is our friend now. They're cutting off people's heads and putting their heads on their chests and shooting the bodies so it looks like they were shot. They're our friends. We're working with the Taliban. The enemy is the buffalo head guy who went into the Senate and took a selfie. That's the enemy. In order to control the people, you have to make them the enemy. Then you can take away their rights. Then you can instill a dictatorship and tell them what to do because they're bad for everybody. They're bad for the country. They're going to destroy the country unless we take control. What did we hear about the unvaxxed? My patience is running thin with you. You are causing all the problems in the country today. You are, the, are causing the death and destruction in America today. And George W. Bush added to the unvaxxed, those who were on the Capitol on January 6th as also enemies of the state. Not one of them killed anybody. The only person who killed anybody was a Capitol police officer who shot and killed in cold blood an unarmed woman. None of them killed anybody. But they're the enemy. That's what dictatorships do. They make their own citizens the enemy so they can grab more power. That's what's happening right in front of our very eyes. Okay, we're going to talk booster shots. ETSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. It was caused by bad planning, incredible weakness, and leaders who truly didn't understand what was happening. All right, it's 551, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com, Lewis County General Hospital, upstate New York. They're going to put baby deliveries on hold for the foreseeable future because their entire uh, maternity ward unit is not going to take the shots. They're not going to get vaccinated, and so they're having to shut down the maternity ward unit. This is on top of the hospital over in Houston that lost a couple of hundred of its employees. What's significant to me about that is these folks, you know, these aren't people that are just trained for an hour on how to flip burgers, throw stuff in a microwave, put it on a tray, and hand it to you. These are folks that went to school for years. And, well, Don, you know. You know what your wife did. Years and years and years going to school and learning and learning. Nursing is a calling. It's not something you get in just because it's you know thing to do this weekend uh, as a part-time little gig. It's a full-time plus, and uh, and all the schooling that leads up to it. Uh, I have a, a niece who uh, got into the neonatal uh, nursing, and she, she went to I don't know how many years of schooling, and then all the time that it takes afterwards mm-hmm. to become qualified for her specialty to do what right. she was doing as a neonatal nurse so um it, it's not it, it's not something they take lightly so when they opt out of getting the vaccine i pay attention it's like okay what do you guys know you know you guys in the healthcare field aren't getting the vaccine what do you know and my, my wife pointed out she said yeah but the vast majority of people in the healthcare industry are getting it uh, these are just you know right that the, is true the numbers are small so I, you know, I, I I go back and forth in my head, and as you've heard me say on Where and Rima, that you know it's so politicized in America because of Fauci and all of them. Right. I don't listen to them anymore. You know, Fauci could tell me the sun is hot, and we're not. No, it's not anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been studying what's coming out of Israel because I've got to face this booster that we all have to face this booster thing. What what we're going to do with it? And so I wanted to look at some raw data 
and some reporting from a place where it's not politicized and Israel is not politicized. They have not allowed politics to get into their stuff yet. So I've gone through all the Israeli stuff. Do you know that they have been doing the third shot for months now? Right. 12 and up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're moving to a fourth shot. They're buying enough now because they're thinking by November they're going to have to do a fourth one. So a third is just standard operating procedure in Israel now. And they want everybody to, if you haven't had your third yet, get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then probably around November, come back and get your fourth. The only question they have right now is how long a time between. That's the only thing. You know, uh, they were talking here eight months between it. Now they're shortening that. Israel shortened it down to five months. And chances are they're going to be talking every three, between three and four months. They don't have the answer on that yet, but they're at least doing three which would be the booster to us. Right. So yeah. have you decided what you're going to do? Do you know? Well, when the booster becomes available? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you going to do? They'll get the booster. Are you? Yeah. I, I, see, you said something, too, the other day when we were talking about it that really resonated with me. You said, I've had COVID. I didn't have a good time with COVID, so if i got to roll my sleeve up every couple of months and get poked, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. Well, it certainly beats lying in a bed with an oxygen mask on for three days, you know. I mean, it was, Which is what you did, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, and I would much rather, you know, get the vaccine and not have to worry about it anymore, you know. And, and as it was explained to me when it all first started rolling out, it's like nothing is, there. Are, there is really no vaccine that's going to be 100%. However, it does, you know, increase your chances of not dying from this thing. So, um, yeah, why not? You know, and, and if you and it's and it's and you you hate to say this because it gets people fired up, much like the flu shot, which is not a hundred percent. If you do get the flu after the flu shot, you're not going to be anywhere near as sick, right? Um, so and and that was just the way I I'll take my chances that way. I'd rather not be that sick again, right? Right. Um, so yeah, the, when the booster becomes available, I'll, I'll certainly get no it. concerns about side no. effects and large heart. You know, no. blood clots, all no. those things that we, you don't have any concern about any no, of that. Trey, you know, there are things that we consume on a daily basis that are just as, as bad for you, if not worse. Am I married yeah. to you? You sound like my wife. <laughs> you know, look at a can of an aerosol spray you have in your home right now, and it, you know, it'll clearly say, do not inhale, yeah. but you do anyway. That's so, right. You know, every, every time, because yeah. it's four inches from your mouth when you right, squirt exactly. it under your arms. Exactly. So, so you are breathing it in. Yeah. So I, I'll take my chances that way. I used some bug killer the other day, and I did it in shorts. In shorts, you know. You know, I lived in a, I lived in the far northern part of the state of Maine for a long time, and uh, the big money making crop up there was potatoes, and still is to this day. And at some point in the summer, you would have these planes come through and spray pesticides. Oh, sure. And what have you. Right. And uh, and then you'd have tractors go through and spray these pesticides on as well. And it would turn the water yellow and everything else. And how much of that did I ingest over this? <laughs> you know? That's why you have a forearm growing out of the top of your exactly, head. Exactly. <laughs> right. Save something. It doesn't work, but no one's calling out the hypocrisy. All right, it's 6.05, and it's Monday. It's the 13th of September. Trey Ware here, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com, and always on the phone, 210-599-5555. We're cruising through the news and taking your calls on it this morning. We love Trump. We love Trump. But no, Well, what happened was on 9-11, he came out to honor some of the first responders take pictures with the first responders and people were just chanting we love trump everywhere said it's an honor to be with you what a great evening i think you're going to see an incredible fight this was during the holyfield fight the other night he said we love our country we love our country thank you very much the crowd continued to chant during the fight we love trump we love trump conversely football games again over the weekend for the second week in a row uh-oh Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Auburn at Alabama game. Mississippi State. Joe Biden. 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 
Yeah, Mississippi State, North Carolina game. Let's see here. Uh, Virginia Tech, the Tennessee Vols, Ole Miss, LSU, all of them chanting, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm, Joe Biden. People not happy with Joe Biden because he wants to be a little old dictator. And he wants to spend $3.5 trillion cradle-to-grave Marxism and socialism. Now, I've got a piece penned by a woman who left the Soviet Union, who lived in the hell of socialism, and she says you don't want anything to do with it. And so we're going to talk about that. I'm going to, uh, I'll tell you her story. I'm going to run through that here in just a little while for you. But this is exactly, when, when you hear what she's talking about, you, you'll make the connection between what's been going on in the United States and the Soviet Union. Meanwhile, the $3.5 trillion plan is part of that plan. There's so much in there that has absolutely nothing to do with infrastructure. I'm telling you, a ton. There's amnesty in there. There is uh, a plan for your bank account. Joe Manchin said that he, no, he's a no. He says he's a firm no. Now, Joe Biden needs all 50 Democrat senators to say yes in order to get this passed, unless they do it with reconciliation. If they do it with reconciliation, then they can just do it. But Joe Manchin says he is a definite no. Now, let me tell you something about Joe Manchin. Even though he says he's a definite no, he has changed at the last minute. So you can't take that to the bank. You can't rest and think, okay, now the $3.5 trillion waste is not going to happen. But let me tell you one of the things that is tucked away in the $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill that Joe Biden and the Democrats have in there monitoring every penny that goes into and comes out of your bank account. They're going to monitor the inflow and the outflow of bank accounts. This is in the $3.5 trillion infrastructure plan. In the plan, It would require banks to report to gross inflows and outflows to the IRS, including transactions from Venmo, PayPal, crypto exchanges, and the like. The IRS would know how much money is in your bank account at any time in any given year on any given day because any time you make a withdrawal or you make a payment or you make a deposit, then they get to see that. So they know your balance. They know how much is going into your bank account. They know how much is coming out of your bank account. They will know everything about your bank account or bank accounts. Whether you have earned income on that account and how much goes in and out. Where it came from. Who it came from and why you got that money. It'll all be traceable and trackable. Venmo, PayPal, every dime that goes into your account, your direct deposit from your employer, what you're spending on. If you've got cards and you're spending money with those cards, all of that, all of it monitored by the Internal Revenue Service of the United States of America, it's tucked away in the $3.5 trillion plan. Now, obviously, what happens out of this is more people are going to use cash, right? While there is cash. A group, including the American Bankers Association, the Bank Policy Institute, and the Consumer Bankers Association, have written to the Senate Subcommittee on Finance about this. They're saying this proposal will have real costs, not only for government, but also for financial institutions and small businesses and individual taxpayers, considering all the existing tax and other compliance reporting responsibilities that are borne by the financial services industry. We have serious reservations regarding the efficacy of yet another reporting environment that we have to be involved in. That's the bankers and what they're saying about it. Keep in mind, after 2008, they still have to do all those stress tests and everything, which cost them a ton. 
We're talking millions of dollars every year just to monitor that stuff. And now Joe Biden wants to know exactly how much money you have and what's going into your bank account and what's leaving your bank account, where it's going and where it came from. Do you have a, are, are you good with that? Are, are, are you Biden voters good with that? Are you, are, are you good with them knowing everything about all your money and, and being able to monitor it 24-7 and know where your money's coming from and where it's going? You good with that? Any, anybody got trouble with that? Any Republicans who voted for Joe Biden, do you have trouble with that? You Republicans who voted for him have crossed over and said, Donald Trump's tweets are upsetting to me. I got to get somebody new in here. And boy, Joe is the answer. He is the man. You got trouble with him, the, you know, the, your government, watching every single penny that's in your bank account or bank accounts, where it's coming from, where it's going when it leaves your bank account. Is that a problem for you? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five from the Wall Street Journal this morning. Restaurants are starting to close dining rooms again as the Delta-driven infections have been spreading. Chains such as McDonald's and Chick-fil-A are slowing their dining room reopenings. Those who have not completely reopened are now slowing it down. And again, they're losing customers because of the Delta variant. Fewer and fewer people are going into these restaurants these days. The sand is shifting again, said the leader of uh, a restaurant in downtown Cleveland, shutting entirely down their restaurant area, dining in because of uncertain demand and staffing struggles. It's hard to predict, they're saying. It's creating a whiplash for restaurants. Bars and restaurants lost 41,500 jobs in August. And uh, the largest monthly decline of any single sector, according to the Labor Department, that they lost more jobs in bars and restaurants than anywhere else. 20% of Americans now say that they are no longer going out to restaurants. Chili's, Dave & Buster's, Applebee's, all suffering now with um, reduced patronage in their restaurants. Drive-through and to-go sales carried these places, obviously, through last year. A number of uh, customers eating their meals inside has remained uh, below pre-pandemic levels, according to the data they have out. Many operators have struggled to hire enough workers this year, and they're arguing it's, it's not worth dedicating employees to sit-down service when indoor business remains so much lower than to-go sales. Wendy's has now told investors that their restaurants will be closing their dining rooms in a lot of different markets during parts of the day because of staffing shortages that they have. At Chick-fil-A, drive through lines at restaurants, you know they go on for days where they've allowed owners to be keeping their dining rooms closed, and that's basically at their own discretion. And McDonald's is now ordering uh, several of their uh, dine-in places, depending on where they are in the country, to shut down their dining rooms once again with the uh, Delta variant. Plus, again, it's not it's not just the Delta variant. It's the fact that they can't hire anybody. So it's not uh, profitable for them to have those dining rooms open when they, you know, can't can't hire people to take care of the people that come in, and fewer people are coming in. So most everybody, if they're still eating in places like that, are doing pickup or the curbside, or even a delivery thing. So what what happens to the restaurant industry? I, I think it's in serious trouble o overall as a whole that since this was so poorly handled throughout the entire year, shutting down all these places, and then on top of that, when Joe became president, what he decided to do was pay people money to not work. And a lot of these places don't have workers. If you don't have workers, you can't open up your restaurant, and the restaurant industry has been hit harder than any other industry. And the restaurant industry is the middle class. Those are the mom and pops. Those are the people who work there, the people who own those places. That's the middle class. Those are the mom and pops. The middle class is being hit enormously. The impact on the, uh, on the restaurant industry has been huge. So what is it like to live in a socialist country? I've got uh, a letter here from a lady who lays it all out because she was in the Soviet Union. And I want you to hear what it's like to live in a socialist country. And I, I was shocked at the similarities. And we'll do that coming up next here on KTSA. We tell you about our friends over at Window World, Martin Bamba. Great, 
great group of folks at Window World to take care of all of your replacement window needs. Whether you're just going to do a few of them or you want to do the whole house, let me tell you, they will take care of you like nobody else when it comes to replacement windows. You have so many color options to choose from. It's going to blow you away. It'll, they'll match your brick or your stone or your siding or whatever perfectly. Whether you want to match it perfectly or you want a nice contrast to it, whichever. And then they back it all up with the best warranty anywhere. And, you know, the Pomba family's been here since 1947, so they're going to be around. The everyday price on Window World Windows is 20 to 75% less than the competitors because it's volume selling. That means you are going to be able to keep more of your hard-earned money in your pocket. Find out more and get a free estimate about Window World Windows today when you log on to windowworldtx.com. Well, we got a tropical storm down to our south. It's uh, you know right, right around the Rio Grande Valley. It's out. It's out in the. Uh, uh, it's in the Gulf, but uh, it is going to affect uh, the coastal bend and uh, in all the places down to our southeast. Whether you're talking about uh, Corpus Christi and Rockport and Port A, and then Victoria and Goliad, it's going to come in at least that far. Probably going to come in far enough to affect San Antonio. Um, and in fact, today we're probably going to get to some pretty good rain showers a little bit later on today out of those, uh, outer bands, but everything, uh, San Antonio is going to be the line on this. Everything to the West of San Antonio should remain pretty much high and dry. This is going to be a coast storm all the way up to coast and, uh, Galveston and Houston and Port Arthur and places that get golden, golden triangle. They're all going to be affected by this as well later on in the week. For our weather, mostly cloudy and humid today, a shower and a thunderstorm around the outer bands of Storm Nicholas, and a high today of 81, and then tonight, mostly cloudy and humid, a couple of showers and a thunderstorm and a low of 71, and then tomorrow, the clouds will break for some sunshine. It's going to be humid, 85, and on Wednesday, intervals of clouds and sun and humid again. There's going to be a thunderstorm at a few spots on Wednesday at 86. Right now, it's for him two years earlier. Yeah. That's talking about the Newsom thing. We're going to get into that a little bit later on because Larry Elder, who's running against him, is a black man, but they're calling him a white supremacist. <laughs> L.A. Uh, what is it, L.A. Times and the uh, television stations out there? They got people that are writing in the L.A. Times and all that. He's a he's a white supremacist. I don't pay attention to the fact he's black. No, he's a white supremacist. So anyway. We'll talk about that. Uh, members of Congress and their staff are exempted from Biden's vaccine mandate. You're not surprised, are you? You're not shocked about that, are you? Of course they're exempted. Members of Congress and their staff, just like they're exempted from Obamacare, they're exempted from Biden's vaccine mandate. Nineteen governors, including Greg Abbott, Christine Ohm, and others, vowed to fight Biden's uh, vaccine mandate to the gates of hell, they say. In the UK, the COVID vaccine passports have been scrapped. They were going to make you carry a card in the UK. Now that's been scrapped. Rebecca Koffler, a Russian-born immigrant to America, former Defense Intelligence Agency offer, is the author of Putin's playbook, Russia's Secret Plan to Defeat America. She says, socialism in America, this is a warning to my adopted homeland about the evils of socialism. Leftists headed up by confiscator-in-chief Bernie Sanders are conjuring up additional schemes of how to leech another $3.5 trillion from hardworking Americans. That's why, by the way, they want to monitor all of your money in your bank account. It all fits together. As an immigrant to America from a socialist country, I am distressed about the monumental shift of my adopted homeland towards socialism. I am compelled to warn my fellow Americans what socialism is really all about, she writes in this piece. She says it's an evil system. It's incompatible with freedom and democracy. It's failed everywhere, and it will destroy America. So the government promises to give everything, you know, all of life's necessities, regardless of people's merit for pay or desire to work. However, it's got to find the money to pay for it all. And as governments confiscate wealth and income to pay for them, ultimately the government runs everything, and socialists eventually run out of other people's money, just like Thatcher said. And socialist societies stop producing wealth altogether. If individuals can't keep the wealth they create, they stop creating it. I'll say it again. If individuals cannot keep the wealth they create, they stop creating it. People end up making a rational decision. 
do mediocre work because the same amount is paid regardless of how hard they work. We're seeing now a country in the United States, subpar work, product, service, everything, because people just don't care anymore. They're going to get paid. So once the state kills entrepreneurship, the society stops innovating. We, we have potato peelers and we have garlic crushers and we have apple cutters and all that in the kitchen. While in Russia, she said, you have a knife. A knife. Those in charge of wealth redistribution start taking care of their needs first, rationing goods for them. Society simply doesn't pr- produce enough necessities. Two distinct classes of people form. Those with, they are part of the system. They are the privileged because they're part of the system. And then everybody else who is not part of the system and they become the oppressed. Well, that sounds to me like the vaxxed and unvaxxed right now, doesn't it? She said in Soviet Union, we lack such basics as toothpaste and pantyhose and toilet paper and sanitary products. Seen that here, haven't we? We shopped at different grocery stores than the well-connected medical facilities. They had other privileges. We didn't have them. Our family wasn't particularly poor by Soviet standards, but there was nothing to buy. You go to the store, and there were a lot of empty holes on the shelf. Socialism tells you what to do, where to live, what to wear, what to say, what to think. It censors everything. There are laws and rules for everything, including your own body. There is no free press, literature, or cinematography, no religion, no presumption of innocence, no rights, no property. Suppression of dissent is routine and brutal. Eventually, people start to self-censor to avoid persecution. Does any of this sound familiar, like it's happening here right now? She said, having lived in a country where everything was free but nothing was available, I am terrified when I hear proposals for a single-payer medical system, Medicare for all, free college for all. I have felt increasingly like socialism is surfacing in America. The rise of pervasive political correctness, growing intolerance toward religious people, alienation of and even attacks on people whose views don't conform to the mainstream orthodoxy remind me of my youth in the USSR. I find myself repeating the same admonitions to my children that my mother gave to me and my sister. Don't believe everything you hear on TV. In fact, she took her kids out of school. She says, big tech and mainstream media making the roles of government mouthpieces and agents of influence, she says, is frightening. And silencing those who express incorrect opposing opinions, deplatforming them, them on social media. She said this is what they did in the Soviet Union. I hope more and more of our citizens wake up and recognize these markers, the Sovietization of America, she says. Socialism inevitably results in stagnation and tyranny, and if we don't want our nation to join the ranks of failed and oppressive socialist countries, we must fight socialism in America with all we've got. Rebecca Koffler, K-O-F-F-L-E-R, if you want to look her up. Again, another voice. I can't tell you how many people have called the show here come, coming from socialist countries who have escaped those countries and said, we're headed that way, and guys, you don't want to go there. Uh, add, add her to the list of people who are saying that. Quarter Moon Plumbing Heat and AC, full-service plumbing company, always here to make sure you're cool and comfortable in your home, controlling not only the temperature in your home, but, of course, the humidity, too. That's a biggie. And at Quarter Moon, they do it all. They'll fix uh, faucet leaks and slab leaks. They have trained professionals that are on staff, ready to go. they got folks to provide free estimates to you, no commission sales reps. This is all about just people helping people, making sure your plumbing is working the way that it should. You have no major problems inside your house with leaky water. They have master plumbers on staff cruising around in these big old fully stocked trucks. By the way, those trucks are sharp and clean. Uh, you're going to love the way they look, and you're going to love the way they act around your home at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. If, if you notice that things are hot or humid inside of your house, one call to Quarter Moon does it all. They get you comfortable again in no time at all. 
The phone number at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC is 210-65. And Weather Station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Welcome flights uh, into the United States have been temporarily paused at the request of the CDC and out of an abundance of caution because of four diagnosed cases of measles among Afghans who recently arrived in the United States. Unbelievable, man. I was telling you about that a couple of weeks ago, that they're bringing measles here because of the high rates of measles in Afghanistan. And sure enough, so they're not bringing any more flights in right now because they're bringing measles measles covid what else could we possibly bring import to the united states huh 638 now ktsa i had a cat like that once too he used up 15 of his nine lives 15 in one weekend well you know cats are extra though that's right that's right daring pussy cat right here man he uh had a hold of the top rung up there at the football game and decided to let go and the boys caught him with the american flag on 9-11 Mm-hmm. That's the way it ought to be. That's poetic justice, right? Ours, man. He he. When he was a baby, he ran across the street in front of me. Tierra did not get hit by a car. My brother found him, put him in a in a uh, dresser in the La Quinta till he got done eating, and then brought him home and gave him to us, uh, Nancy and me, when we got married. And uh, he really did. He he. Uh, er- every one of his nine lives, you know, we had a trailer house, <laughs> and decided to move the trailer house to town, right? So we could sell it. And he, Lucky was his name, Lucky. And he went missing between in, in the move, so we couldn't find him. So we just figured, you know, Lucky wandered off in the country, and we're never going to see Lucky again, doggone it. Well, about two days after having the trailer house in town, we hear Lucky meowing. He had climbed up in the frame rails of the trailer house and rode all the way to San Antonio <laughs> in, in the frame rails. <laughs> oh, he made God. the trip in the frame right. rails. And then uh, we got the kids in the, in the truck one day to go to dinner, and I went up the road, and I pulled into uh, Exxon and filled the truck up, got back in, and something caught the corner of my eye, and I looked over, and Lucky's running across the parking lot at the Exxon. So what happened? He climbed up in the spare tire and rode all the way to Exxon. So anyway, I told you he used 15 of his lives. Right. Uh, Way to go, Lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah, we see. And, and when it was time to go, he just crawled up on Nancy's side of the bed. And just yeah, that was like it. Nothing good happened. Just good night. He went yeah, to sleep. That's just how they are, though. I was because working on the race car, and she showed up over the man. You would have thought a family member died because she showed up. Well, he was. She, she showed up at the race car shop, and she. I need to talk to you. I went. Oh, this is not good. Yeah, Lucky's dead. <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> luck ran out. <laughs> it did. <laughs> yeah, we've got one of those too. His name is Ozzy. Ozzy. <laughs> the only one that likes him is my daughter. Yeah. The rest of us can't stand can't him. Can't stand Ozzy? You know, there's like the three of us that living in the house. <laughs> Two of us can't stand him. You know, my daughter loves him. You know, and the other kids will come over like, that. can't stand it. You know, can't stand that cat. <laughs> you know, he's just, I'll come home, I'll get home from work at around 1230 this afternoon. Right. Now, I will go home and I will find this path of destruction. That Ozzy left behind. On, on any room that he can get into. Well, he's bored. Yeah, he's bored. He's just he's just a jackass. Yeah. And so, <laughs> he's a bored jackass. Yeah, and you can't, well, I've worked the, with a few a, of those in my life. A lethal combination. <laughs> and I'll walk in, and there'll be stuff all over the floor, you know. Yeah. He'll knock over the dog's food. Right. You know. Um, they'll knock things off countertops, the table, whatever. He tries to get into the aquarium, whatever he can do. He's a cat who thinks he's a dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll look around and I'll notice all of this mess. The garbage can stipped over. Sure. And there's his fat butt sleeping on the, <laughs> on the back of the couch in the, you know, cause the, he's, the, the back of the couch is next to a window. As if nothing you know. happened. And the sun comes in sure. and you're, you're laying there being the jerk that he is. Nothing happened. Yeah. It just like looks at me like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I got a water bottle with your name on it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Whenever he starts in, I get him right in the rear end with his water bottle. Psst. Hello, he Ozzy. He can't stand it. Every yeah. time he tries to go to sleep. Right. Wake up, boy. Yeah, and then he sees me reaching for it, and he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Tries to run. Yeah. Um, stick a fork in it. Okay, stick, not in the cat. Not in the cat, not okay, because I've thought about it not, a couple of times. Not the cat, no. <laughs> in, in your English muffin. Oh, okay, you sure. Stick a fork in it. A yeah. uh, guy has done a TikTok. But you talk about bored, okay? Yeah. You talk about right. bored jackasses. Yeah. Uh, the whole world is bored. So this guy did a TikTok video on how to the best way to open an English muffin, because it's always a problem. Mm-hmm. Always. Right. Do you use a knife? Do you use a fork? Do you use one of those butter spreaders? How do you get this thing open? Right. 
evenly so I can get some butter in there. That's the problem. You can get them open. But, but it's not got, even. Yeah. It's a mess. It looks like you got run over. It's a wreck. Right. He says use a fork. This thing has gotten 7 million views and a million likes on TikTok so far and growing every day. See, we are really a bored country. Right. You know, to be honest yeah. with you, that's why I stopped eating them. Yeah, it's too much work. I got tired of trying, you know, it's like a bagel is easier to cut all, cut in half. I don't you know? want that much effort at 12 o'clock at night when I'm trying to have my breakfast before right. I come in here. Yeah. It's easier to fry up some eggs than it is to open an English muffin. It really is. It really is. Students at Washington State High School wanted to mark the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks. They were going to wear red, white, and blue at a Patriots Day-themed game. They were refused. The event was going to be unintentionally cause offense to those who see it differently. So we didn't want to trigger anybody with red, white, and blue on 9-11 during a football game carrying the American flag. Didn't want to upset anybody. So the event was canceled by an unnamed staffer at East Lake High School. You wuss. You weenie. That was in Shamamis. The last minute they canceled it, red, white, and blue was going to be seen as racially insensitive and may affect people in a way that we would not understand. Only they could understand how it affects them. And for that reason, we are changing our theme. You may not show red, white, and blue at the football game. Man, there's weenies everywhere, I'm telling you. All right, quick break. Uh, more on the other side. In fact, Carl Eggers is coming up, and we'll take a look at what's going on with your money and the economy next here on KTSA Lifestyles Unlimited. The economy goes up and the economy goes down, but you know what one constant is? Real estate. People always have to have a place to live. And with Lifestyles Unlimited, they will teach you how to do real estate, how to get involved in the purchasing of real estate, managing real estate, selling real estate, all those things, so that you can begin to build your financial empire with streams of passive income. They have in-person options right here in San Antonio, or you can go to one of their online seminars like I did, financialfreedomlivestream.com, and learn about investing in real estate, how you can get prepared to retire in five years or less. I've known people that have done that. They're, they're, they're not doing what they were doing before. They have their own real estate business now, and they're doing really, really well. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. Here's what I want you to do. Log on today and use my last name in caps, WARE, W-A-R-E. It's usually 740 per year to be a member, and that's a steal. But now you're going to get two years for only 297 when you use my name. So it's financialfreedomlivestream.com. Promo code is WARE, W-A-R-E. Be an owner. Some really big economic news came out over the weekend. It was no surprise, but it's it's huge. Um, and it's not being talked about in mainstream media because it reflects poorly on the current administration, and they don't want anything. They won't report on anything that reflects poorly, but... Uh, Kroger said, get ready. You're about to get smashed in the mouth with a huge price increase on just about everything. Beef prices up 14% this year so far. Pork prices are up 12% so far. Poultry prices up 7% so far. Why is it important with Kroger saying that? Well, they're the largest in America. $132 billion in sales last year. But Albertsons also joined them and said, get ready. You're about to get nailed, smashed right in the mouth with higher prices. Component for food at this time risen six months in a row. Soaring prices for beef, pork, poultry. Prices up five to six major grocery store food groups in July. And let's go to Carl Eggers, creatingrichalives.com. So inflation is real. It is here. And now the big stores are warning us about it, Carl. Yeah, I spent a lot of time uh, this weekend, Trey, on my podcast talking about why it's more important than, than ever that investors don't sit around not doing anything with their money, thinking they're safe in a money market or CDs because they're falling behind. And we've talked about it for several months. Now I did want to tell you about something that is kind of fresh right now. You know, overnight we did see some leaks of a revised uh, tax plan by the Democrats that Biden may have to acquiesce on. And, and it's a little better than at first blush when we started hearing about this several months ago. You know, we started hearing about capital gains taxes 
that we're going to go up to what the what the income tax rates are as high as you know the, almost forty percent, and that looks like it could go to just twenty five percent, which currently it's twenty percent. You hold a stock or a mutual fund or anything or any other any other investment greater than a year. Right now, you pay twenty percent capital gains, and it looks like that could go up to twenty five, which is which is kind of a relief there. Um, the other big thing you and I've talked about is. You know, when you pass away, your your heirs get a stepped-up cost basis. So if you bought something and it's gone way up in value and you pass away, their new cost basis, what they what they are on their taxes for, is what what the date of death is. And the, and the, the Democratic plan originally wanted to eliminate that, which would have meant a lot more taxes to pay for, for people inheriting inheriting assets from their spouse, their, their uh, you know, relatives, their parents, et cetera. So that has not been mentioned in here at all. So that could be that that's not going to happen, which I've been saying that for months that I didn't think that was going to happen. The reason why is because, you know, the politicians have just as much vested interest as, as not eliminating that or eliminating that as others. So, um, so there are some, some – looks like there's a little bit of back off of some of these really high astronomical tax rates that we were going to see. Um, but still, there's, there's still – you know, some Democrats that still aren't on board with this because they still think it's it's still spending too much money on other things. So we will see. Um, but again, uh, at first blush, this is a much better proposal than it was originally. But it's still it's still higher than it is today. Let's be clear about that. Taxes are going up more than likely. Well, I'll say this, and this is me saying it, not you, but I'll say that uh, when you're trying to emerge out of something that we just went through for last year, this is absolutely the worst time to begin raising taxes at all, particularly when you can't get people to come back to work. And now we're talking about closing these re- big story in the Wall Street Journal. We're talking about closing restaurants again uh, across America for two reasons, the Delta variant, and number two, they can't get anybody to come work. It's insane well, to raise taxes right now, insane. Same. Well, it, yeah, I agree. It doesn't rec- it doesn't reconcile that the Federal Reserve still has their foot right. heavily pushed on the gas, meaning interest rates are zero. We're yeah. stimulating, but at the same time, we're going to raise taxes. Right, it doesn't make any sense. Carl, got to run. Thank you. We'll talk next Monday.